Okay. Well, now we are starting the next section of Tanya, meaning we are starting the third section of Tanya called Igeres HaTshuva, the letter on Tshuva, repentance. And this entire section of Tanya is analyzing Tshuva. First, it analyzes it according to Nigla, according to the revealed parts of Torah, and then it analyzes it according to Hasidus, and then it fuses the two together over the next 12 chapters. So we begin with Nigla. The first three chapters are all basically a very Nigla explanation on Tshuva. So it says in the Gemara, Tanya, Besof Yoma, we learn in the Bryce at the end of Yoma, there are three types of kapara, and tshuva for each one of them. The first situation is you transgressed a positive mitzvah. You did not daven. Well, then do tshuva and just keep doing tshuva so you're forgiven. You do tshuva, Hashem will send you kapara. Second situation, you transgressed a prohibition, a negative commandment. You were not allowed to eat, and you ate. And you do tshuva. Well, the tshuva is not going to be enough to bring the kapara. You have to wait until Yom Kippur. And then when Yom Kippur comes, you have your kapara. Now, if you were looking inside, we now see parentheses because the Rebbe is now going to explain this piece of Gemara. This is a direct quote from the Gemara. And the obvious question here is, wait a minute. I was told so far that if I transgressed the positive, I didn't daven when I was supposed to, I didn't get stuck when I was supposed to, do tshuva, you'll get forgiven right away. But if I transgress a prohibition, I was milchiks and I ate fleshiks, I said lashon hara, I stole. If I did something I wasn't allowed to do, my tshuva is not enough and I have to wait till Yom Kippur to attain kapara. Now why is that so perplexing? Because if we look in halacha, when there's a head-on conflict between an ase and a losase, between a positive command and a prohibition, the ase wins. Like, for example, the idea that tzitzis is made from a mixture of wool and linen. So there's a positive commandment to make tzitzis. There's a prohibition of a mixture of wool and linen. But the positive command wins out, and we make those tzitzis. Or if there's a baby boy who's eight days old and has saras, positive mitzvah, he's eight days old, he needs a bris. Prohibition, you're not allowed to cut off skin that has saras on it. What do you do? The answer in halacha, we give the bris. So we see when there's a conflict between an ase and a lotase, the ase, the positive commandment, wins, is more powerful. So if the ase is more powerful, why are we being told here that in terms of tshuva, the losase is more significant and needs a longer, harder tshuva process, but the ase, you can get kapara, you can get atoned right away. So the answer the Rebbe is going to explain is, in terms of what each one does, now this is a discussion for this could have on many levels, just giving you here the simple answer of the Alta Rebbe, there's, there's, there's more and more levels to this. But the basic answer that the Rebbe is saying is, in terms of an ase and a losase, a prohibition as versus a positive commandment, the positive commandment draws down a light to your neshama, to all the spiritual worlds. 
the prohibition is obviously doing something. You fulfill a prohibition if you want to gossip and don't. You are fulfilling the prohibition, and there's a certain energy that's drawn down, but it's not as powerful as the direct light being drawn down by doing the asset, proactively doing what God wants. And since our purpose in this world is to do what God wants, if there's a conflict between doing the assay, which would cause a violation of the prohibition, our sages rule to do the assay and the, the negative impacts of the violation won't happen. It's put on the side because you're doing the assay, which is more important because you're bringing that light into this world, which is, what, which is what we're all about. That's in terms of why the assay overrides the losa assay. But then, why is it that the chula process, the repentance process, is harder by the assay? By the losa assay, sorry. So there's two answers given. One is, basically, the problem here is, a mitzvah's assay is to bring down the light. If you did not do the mitzvah's assay, you were supposed to daven. You did not daven. It's the next day. All your truth in the world can't bring down that godliness that was supposed to be brought down yesterday while you're davening. So there's no point in schlepping out your tshuva. And if we wait for Yom Kippur, then what will happen? That light will still not be drawn down. So, okay, let's give you your tshuva right away. It doesn't, like, there's nothing you can do anyway to bring down that light. Another way of looking at this, why is it that the losa say, uh, violating a prohibition has a harder, more difficult repentance process than by not doing a mitzvah? is because if you don't do a mitzvah, you were supposed to daven and you didn't, what happens is the light was not drawn down. And we said that light's unattainable. You lost it, so to speak. But nothing evil came down. It's just the positive didn't come down. But if you transgressed a prohibition, if you stole, thou shall not steal, and you stole, or you gossiped, or you ate something not kosher, now an evil came into the system, and your truth is necessary to remove that evil, remove the evil that's connected to your soul, remove the evil in the world. And therefore, your own personal truth is not enough to remove that evil, and you truly need to wait until Yom Kippur. And then with the enormous cleansing powers of Yom Kippur, that evil that was brought into the world can be removed. This is all what the Rebbe is explaining here in the parentheses. Okay, so now we're going to go back to the body of the text. The Rebbe just ends by reiterating that don't think that because you get tshuva right away for not for violating a positive, meaning not through the mitzvah, don't think, all right, so I could be lax about the mitzvah because, lax about the positive mitzvah, because I do tshuva right away. And therefore, the Rebbe quotes here, in terms of not learning Torah, Bithel Torah, how God might forgive idolatry, adultery, murder, but not Bithel Torah. Meaning, Yes, you can bring down your forgiveness right away if you do not do a positive, but it's very, very, very important to God. So now we're done the parentheses, a very long parentheses, the bulk of today's section. 
And we just conclude now with the Brisa, with this quote, direct quote from the Gemara. Remember, we said there are three types of kapara. If you transgress the positive, do tshuva, regret, confess, resolve never to do it again, God will test you, you pass the test, and immediately you will get kapara, you will get atonement. If you transgress the prohibition, you gossip, you ate milk hooks in your place, you lied, you stole, then do your tshuva, regret, confess, resolve never to do it again, God will test you, pass your test, and now we wait. Today is now the 11th of Tammuz. All right, you'd have to wait basically, Tammuz to uh, about three months. Thomas to Av, to El, to Tishra, in about three months' time, Yom Kippur will come, and with the strong cleansing powers of Yom Kippur, this transgression, the evil that was brought into the world by your option, is removed. And continuing, we said there's a third level of Kapara. The third is, if someone transgressed very severe of very severe sins, punishable by Kare, which is a spiritual cutting off of the soul, or in the times of the temple when this was done, that the based in, the court would actually execute the person. Well, if a person did this, they sinned such a sin for which they would receive these enormous punishments of either hurry, cutting off of the soul, or death by the hands of the Sanhedrin, you do your tshuva, you regret and you confess and you resolve never to do it again and you pass your test, that's not going to be enough. You wait for Yom Kippur, we send about three months, even that's not going to be enough. And then we also need affliction, Yisurim. And the Yisurim will cleanse our soul of the tremendous evil that came to our soul through the enormous sin one must have done to, to receive such a punishment, to receive spiritually such a punishment, and then there will be kapara. And then this soul can be scoured and rinsed through the suffering, God forbid, and then also can be forgiven. And this is, as far as we are doing, in this quote of the Brisa which is going to be the foundation for our analysis of tshuva in the next three chapters.